Okay, good. There's a lot of quiet space within a closet where I'm recording right now, and the mic seems to be working really well. So let's get episode one of Gen Z T Hour started. Welcome, my name is Michael. I don't think I need to tell you my last name because you can always just email me and I'm on social media. Not as often as I hope, but I'm pretty addicted. They build such good websites and apps and the algorithm. Everything just attracts you to be on there. Okay, I digress. This is episode one of the Gen Z T Hour. Um, I've recorded several episodes already with some of my friends, but I figure I want to save the first primary real estate for myself and also just as a way to get to um, explain why I want to do podcasts at this hour. When I was calling a friend uh, a while ago, he told me of this tweet of all these uh white dude starting podcast during pandemic can you guys stop and i thought oh yeah that's maybe not a good idea and i thought first i am not white second um i'm not boring and third this is just something i've always wanted to do and finally i feel comfortable to be in a position where i can just go ahead and say what's on my mind and also feel I have something to provide. I'm going to spend this episode on talking or really explaining what this podcast is about, at least for now. You know, who is it for? Don't be discouraged if my description doesn't match you. This is just what I have in mind, but reality always surprises you and Truth be told, I just would love if anybody listens to this and find it somewhat entertaining. It'd be great if you find it very interesting. But if you just think, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's all I'm asking for. And shamelessly talk about what could make this podcast special. This is like one of those interview questions. Why do you think you're fit for the position? And my initial response to the PR or the recruiter is always, aren't you supposed to tell me that? Like, they pay you money to hire people, not me. I mean, I know perfectly well why I'm good. You're the one who has to assess that. You know, I I know that's not the reason they ask the question. But it just pisses me off every time people do something like that. And I feel so uncomfortable by such question because I don't like to brag. I think humbleness and, you know, show with your action is the best way to do things. But it's kind of hard when you're going from zero to one, you know, is it a chicken first or egg first? That is actually a very big problem right now for many college students uh, who have no work experience, but who can't get work. So they can't build resumes, so they can't get jobs that require a resume. You know, I digress again. If you haven't noticed, I have a good tendency to go off ta- go on tangent from whatever topic we're discussing. Sometimes it's very good because uh, it avoids the awkward silence. But more often or not, um, we kind of just go off track and then end up somewhere completely different. It could get very confusing for... Uh, audience who don't know the context of the conversation because you know you're not um, fluent in the inside language that we have or it might just be a topic people are not really interested in but I somehow think they are you know I think the neurons are really interesting and they make such connections that you never expect to have but it's, you do that's probably what they call creativity a lot of times just BS. But the good ones, you call it creative. But the bad ones, you either forget about it or just, you know, talk smack about it. Okay. And also at the end of this episode, I plan to do a shorter version of usually what I would do. Uh, I will talk about 
you know, the sections when I'm going over format, which is the next part. Let me flip to my notes just so I know what I'm talking about. So what is Gen ZT Hour about? There's so many podcasts everyone listens to. Nowadays, or so many people are starting to listen. You know, I've always loved the mainstays like This American Life or Radio Lab, Freakonomics. I like a lot. Uh, one of my favorites actually Pivot. They all have their unique strength, but when you really look at their description of the show, or at least when I want to describe it to my friends, it's very hard because it usually comes down to. It's a very interesting show on human life, on science. Interesting show on economics. It's an interesting show on technology and business. I don't really describe it as something that's concrete. I just say it's an interesting show. So, the BS answer I have for this question is: This is a weekly podcast on my personal reflection. On the readings I've done this week, on some of the news I've read and thought about, uh, keywords thought about this week, and a conversation with someone who is aspiring and more often than not young on things that interest both of us. So in the beginning, it will be mostly my friends, classmates, colleagues, and then maybe later on. If I ever made it, I might end up talking to really awesome people, experts, people I never dream of talking to. Who knows? I mean, Shawn Mendes started somewhere. Ooh, that would be something, huh? A podcast episode with Shawn Mendes. Yeah, I think I'll just lose my mind. I'll just be like, "Oh my god, I love your song so much," and then just raise my voice, and he would think I have this high pitch forever. Well, I only have a tenor, but if you actually look on the other side of the coin, this is just a journal of myself in improvement in East Asian culture, at least in Confucian culture. Improvement, individual improvement, is such a key tenet of the philosophy. I just came with it, so yeah, I am Chinese, or I'm ethnically Chinese. And I abide by a lot of those rules. At least I choose to, because I find them to be very positive and helpful towards myself, my family, my surroundings, and India and the world. Yeah, that along with、um, other religious affiliation and my personal experience with people and readings. They kind of go together as my ethos, and you'll probably get to know a little more about my values and my philosophy down the line. You know, when I talk about different issues, topics, things that you may or may not have thought about, I hold some contrarian views to. What many people in my generation believes, not because I want to spite them, but just because I, um, I looked on a different perspective and find things that I'm usually raise concerns about. When you look into things, there's always something you can be like, "Wow, maybe we're not, we don't know, we don't know about this." So I might end up doing that. I never play devil's advocate though. I usually. Really think something is right or rational when I say it, and I try to explain it as much as I can. And in the end, if it doesn't make sense to the friend or someone can point out, oh, that is not true because of one, two, three, four, five, I'll just abandon that thought. It's very hard. I've gotten better at over years, but it's really hard to let go of something you believe is true for so long, which is. You know something very interesting about the human mind. So, I plan to read more on that topic as well. But that's gonna be a long process. I hope I'm not boring you to death right now.
but you kind of have to put up with me if you listen to this show. The show is intended for people who want to get some new perspective from a young person, someone who's outside of the, you know, typical quote unquote bubble. So whether you're young, you're mid age, you're old, you 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 are, you're ten. You can always find something here, because I am not a complacent person, and I so I never. I never conformed to anything. I've always held a pretty unique slash individualistic stance throughout my life. That's the product of my life experience, which I might get into at some time or at some point. Just know that if you want to, you know, have a good time. I almost treat it as. Oh, I'm gonna. Michael is gonna be your companion for the forty, fifty minute walk you take, or when you're preparing dinner, you know, when you're making a sandwich for tomorrow, or when you're maybe do some jogging to clear your head off. But you don't want to just be like everyone put on music, and you can listen to me, because that's usually when I listen to these materials when I'm going through, you know, the Groggy moments of the day when I need to kind of wake up and do things, but if I don't have something in my ear, I might just fall asleep. That's the t- void I want to fill. So I don't want to, you know, label my audience beginning with like you gotta be of this background, that background. My interests, you know, run very wide. Not because I don't commit, just because I read a lot. And there's something fun about everything. I mean, I prefer certain topics more than others. I love a lot. I love reading about investment. Love reading about, you know, sciences, especially things you can see change on a massive scale. So you know, ecology is big for me.、Um, physics is very big. So is psychology, neuroscience, economics. Yeah. So this is not like you know Astro Talk with Neil deGrasse Tyson, which is such a good show, but it's quite it's quite focused on ast astro astronomy, physics, and science. You know they don't really talk about, for example, world events, because it's that's not what the show is for. But here it's gonna be a little different, depending on the guest or what I've read during the week, which I think could be very good material. You know, the topic would change. So in a way, I'm kind of like your curator. You go to a museum, right? You see a show. There's a curator who picks all these artwork to provide this comprehensive experience. I'm kind of like that person. In fact, every podcast host, every good one, is a curator. They get to decide what you hear, and they give you the source, the material to process. Your thoughts through, you know, when I listen to something by Sam Harris, another phenomenal podcaster, that those deep, thoughtful conversations always have something great. Always have at least one, two, three, four, five points that I take away and ponder, but、I、never write, you know, post on public because I feel uncomfortable. But I do come away a little more thoughtful, more thoughtful than before. So, kind of want to talk about what makes this podcast a little different from others. Well, you know, a show is all—it's almost a hundred percent dependent on the host or the person who's really writing the content. So I would say I'm the most important reason, not being narcissistic, just being realistic. My life experience is very interesting, in that I grew up in China for the first twelve years of my life, and I I mostly lived in Shanghai, which is the largest city or one of the largest in China in the world, really. But I've also lived around the country for different amounts of time. Most of the major cities I've 
either lived in or been to, um, and I still stay in touch with China. I visit every year. You know, I'm very I'm fluent in the language. I communicate with others in the country. I have. I'm mainly living in America now for the last ten years or so, but I still have people back home where I find, you know, very fun to talk to, and I'm thinking America needs to be aware how how much potential young folks from China have. I I think there's everyone still underestimating. Given my encounter, it's insane what might happen in the future if we do not build a win-win relationship across the two cultures and two societies. But that's for another talk. I'll leave it to someone who's more interested in foreign policy and you know geopolitics, and maybe we can bring that out again. So, yeah, and I went over.、Mo- The main questions: Treat this as a good way to spend your walking, jogging, cooking time. So no pressure. It would be great if you like it. You know, rate, give it a positive rating on the different apps and share on your social media. Not right now because there's something more worthy to share. But when you find the time and energy to do so, you know, recommend to your friends who might enjoy this. Show and also listen to my terrible voice nagging. I don't have a awesome, captivating voice. That's something I've always wanted to improve, but I can't. You know, I can't just get very dark, raspy voice because then I sound like I smoke too much, and I don't want to be high pitch because it's high pitch. It's just so hard to understand someone in a high pitch. Okay, next section. What the show will usually involve. I will start with introduction. Before the interview or the conversation with my guest, so I can build some context or you know update on some of the things we talk about because everything is on everything is pre-recorded. This is a podcast, you know, not a live show. So I can do that. And I will do that, and then it's the you know main event of the show episode. It's the conversation. I don't know how long it usually lasts. It can. It really depends on the person and the topic and the situation. It might go really long because there's so much interesting points to talk about. It could get fiery, maybe, but it could also just be pretty short. We stick to the point, kind of concise. Or I don't know the person well enough to drag the thing too long to be awkward. We never like an awkward interview. You know, my favorite favorite interviews are always concise on point, a little unexpected because of question or, or something that happened during the interview. So that's why Terry Gross is really good. Inside Actor Studio, you know, Charlie Rose. Oh, old man. Like bef- when he was around, those are really good interviews. And like them a lot. It's very hard to interview people well, in my opinion. Most of the TV show hosts or podcasters are not that great at hosting guests. When you go on YouTube, you almost always see comments on a great interview going, "Oh, I thank this journalist or this host for just knowing to not talk over the guests and encourage them to speak." I want to be someone like that, because I have the whole show to myself. So I I gotta make the guests shine, right? That's like that's what you do when you're at a dinner when you invite some guest over. Do you just want to be like the host that just keeps on blabbering and then just have the guests listen to you, or you want to make the guests feel comfortable and then you know provide their thoughts to the table, because your kids are sick of you. No offense, but. So many parents need to shut up during dinners. 
They never let their kids speak. Or they think they let their kids speak, but then their kids are just like, oh, how was your day? How was school? Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Oh, remember this guy? Remember that, you know, relative and, you know, this person on the PTA? Well, this happened. If I were the son, I'd be like, thanks, Dad. But it's so fucking boring. And you can't let, it's like, if my parents are, you know, very open-minded about it, I just take out my phone and start doing TikTok or complain to my friends. Oh, my dad's so fucking boring. Ooh, yeah, just to say, if I might curse here and there, because I don't really have a filter. I hope to stay clean for most of the time. But yeah, I could get emotional. But back to the rant about parents during dinner. If they can provide something fun, I would love to listen to these adults speak at times. But many of them are just so boring. You know, even, even older people know that themselves when they listen to other, you know, old people talk. Not old, old people, but just, you know, older, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 year olds. You're, you guys are all old people to a 15 year old. I don't think you guys are really old. It's just, age doesn't represent that much, but it's just, you know, people are mundane and boring. It, nothing wrong with that, but then don't occupy all the real estate because my ears hurt. Okay. Maybe you'll say that about me. Just don't tweet about it, please. Twitter hurts. It really does. Yeah, I, I'm pretty good at faking emotions, I believe. So, or at least it's comedic. After the interview, I'll probably int- uh, go into like intermission where I read advertisement or at least for most of the time, sarcastic ads. I, I really like that. Just make up some ad from organization I have beef with because I don't like what they do. And after that, it will be basically the me section. I will go over maybe news that I find is very striking or I think very important slash symbolic. I can't explain why. Um, I try to find something that's less covered. You know, everybody knows that one event, I might provide my own spin on it. But usually if I don't find myself to contribute something new, I won't even talk about it. Um, you can probably expect me to talk a lot about education, maybe things in the medicine, medical field, a lot on things in Asia, and quite planning in business, you know, economics, but not as much in politics because um, it's always changing and I want the show to, you know, still be of value to someone who listened to it four months later. So politics is one of the things that just changes so fast and you don't really get anything new out of it. And also, you know, that's where the controversy rises. When you talk about, you know, science, scientific development, there's no controversy usually. It's always with politics or something like that in society. And people will be like, ooh, that's weird. It's like, no, you're wrong. It's like, you guys are terrible. No, you guys are the worst. Okay, vote for this guy. No, vote for that guy. Oh, we just hate you. Yeah, I hate you too. It's just, it's just, it's insane how polarized everything has been getting but it's just gonna go that way for a long time unfortunately and after that I will it's probably gonna be in the same section I just talk about either books I've read or something that I have mentally consumed over the week that stood out to me where I have some reflection Um, I read a lot now more than ever and ideas have just been popping out left and right, here and there. And I think this is a great way to talk about some of the things I thought about. Because, you know, if you don't have the time to read certain books, at least let, let me read it for you and give you some ideas to think about. You don't have to believe everything I say to be true. In fact, I don't think you should. But it's good to have some perspective. And maybe when you read the thing at one point or not, you'll be able to think about what I said. And say, you know, I, I don't know if he, Michael is right on this. Or maybe, oh, that's a really way of looking at it. Oh, thanks, Michael. Either way works. 
my goal is to get you to, you know, feel feel relaxed, have a little fun, and maybe think. Maybe think. IBM has this whole think slogan. My slogan is maybe think. And I'll wrap it up. I might do like a quick meditation or meditative soliloquy where I try to console or calm down my emotions. You know, there's so much negativity goes around and it's good to cleanse, right? When I finish a heavy meal, like a butter butter steak, you know, I need to have something a little sour, a little refreshing just to cleanse my palate. This is going to be like that. I never understand, you know, going to a restaurant, eat a heavy meal, and then have dessert because then it's just grease and sugar and fat and salt on top of one another. It's just walk away feeling miserable. Whereas, you know, when I eat but at home a lot of Chinese food, I usually end with either vegetables or a soup. Then I walk away and be like, hmm, that's not bad. Or fruits. Fruits work too. America needs to eat more fruits. We're not eating enough fruit. We're eating too much sugar, not enough fruit. Yeah, less dessert, more fruit, please. All right. The time. Oh, approaching half an hour. Um, I'm going to try to wrap it up under 40 minutes. This is the first episode. I'm not even interviewing anyone, so it shouldn't be that long. Any news that stand out? Today is Sunday, May 31st. So we're almost approaching June. It's been pretty much two months since the quarantine nationwide. I always say is I, I always say it should be three months in, but we only have two, and the, we are paying the price right now, big time. But policy wise, you know, you guys can listen to or read New York Times or listen to other podcasts on it. I don't have a lot of original ideas. I just think everything fucking sucks. This week, protests around the nation on the police brutality and innocent death of George Floyd. Oh, that's oh, I'm feeling terrible. This is this is bad. This is really sad too. It's also really hard to explain people outside of America. On, why this is even a thing, you know, I have relatives and friends and family in other countries that are asking me, why make a big fuss about one person? And it's impossible to explain to them, this is not one person. But if you don't live here, if you're, if you don't think you're American, you, you don't find it too. I say that because many, many older immigrants in my community they don't they just tell their kids mind your business my friends tell me my parents just tell me to mind our business and i'll go outside and you know just study or do our thing don't, don't worry about this they can't do it they always say there's nothing we can do and then i'm like yeah but there's something you can do and also this is about america this is not about one group this is about america in the end you know Regardless of what kind of ethnicity you are, this the system is wrong. It's not just one group getting punished. It's it, all groups are getting exploited and punished. Even the ones we think are in control. I mean, there are members in that group that are not benefiting from the system. The system is messed up, and there needs to be a better way to make it work. And that's why this movement, I think, is important. It's worthy of people going on the internet and taking up the real estate to advocate for it you know to call to call out people who are in chinese we're calling and that refers to during a famine the idiotic emperor asked his you know government ministers why don't people just drink rice or, or you know um pork soup like, Im- imagine when there's a family in America, people are like, why can't they just drink, drink, you know, chicken soup and eat, like, pasta? Like, are you serious, bro? But that's what it is. And that makes people really mad when there's something terrible happening. And, and there's always someone who's like, look at me in my pool. I made this great food. Sunday is better than ever. Oh, glass of champagne. You know, reading a book symbolically, you know, 
really I'm trying to show you my thigh gap or something. Yeah, it infuriates me. I, I put up pictures online of, you know, food I've made, but I always write in the caption, like, you know, the caption always reads, oh, what I'm feeling right now, or certain things I think is important right now. Um, the food is just part of the show. Also, you know, please take a break if it's too much to keep update on everything. You know, it gets get tiring, and we're going to renew the fight day after day. This is not one-day effort. So it does matter to rest. You know, when you run a marathon, you need to have water break. You need to eat maybe a candy bar if you're hungry, right? At times, you got to slow down a little bit to get your breath in order. Experience from running long distance for years. And at least... If I finish a marathon, I wouldn't be able to run for the next maybe two, three days. I'd just be walking and sleeping and, you know, talking to people, but just not running because my muscle would probably be so tired. I need to recover. This is like this. This is the current times with all the movements. We got to participate and we got to take care of ourselves, right? There's going to be sacrifices and I think we need to make sacrifices. It's impossible to just be keyboard warriors at home and say, this is not right. And then just go back to business because then, you know, it has happened so often over the last 10, 20 years with the internet. We just point fingers and then we're like, okay, I have my shit to do. And then everything falls apart. So we got to keep at it. In fact, I hope this movement is not just for this week, next week. This, I hope the spotlight doesn't change again to something else because, you know, someone is really good at redirecting attention to, you know, he will just fuck up on something else less important or more minor. And then we'll focus on that. And he's like, oh, look, you know, a spaceship or look, there's a UFO over there. And then we just follow it. No, we got to keep push at it. When the time, here's the thing: the time someone really wants to change the conversation, it means it's bothering them, it's hurting, and that's the time to double down. We got a pressure; it's the pressure point in the joint. You know, I don't know if you had massage or if somebody pressed, you know, on your shoulder or on your feet. Hopefully, not in a creepy way. Just watch documentary on netflix about jeffrey epstein and that shit is terrible um i won't talk about it because i still need some time to process it guy's a fiend i hope he burns in hell even though i i really don't you know say that things lightly but that guy needs to burn in hell um he probably does because he killed himself and by christian leasing christian tradition i thought i saw a thinking buddhist you know um, suicide gets you the worst possible outcome. So yeah, just justice is so hard to achieve. It really is. But either way, I I appreciate you know people that I know who are staying on top of this, of this topic, of the struggle, who are doing their best to contribute, to educate, to, to learn about it. I think, you know, advocate, advocacy, if possible, that's important. Reaching out is so important. But some people, you know, just taking it in is all they can do. And that's okay, too. Make sure you, you know, don't fall apart. You know, some people... When I watched that video, I, I was... I, I couldn't control myself. I had to stop. After, you know, 30 seconds. Because I knew what ha- would happen. I don't want to see it. I'm strong. I can I can look at gory, you know, bloody scenes. But that's different. You know, in, in movies, nobody died filming it. Well, very, like 99% of the time, they don't. But in that, you know, George Floyd did. So, yeah. That's one event that I kind of had to address this week, but I don't want to 
go too deep in a topic, I I still have to read on it. I still have to talk to people about it. I still have to think about my position. You know, if I were to contribute more than just sharing on social media, what would I do? I'll probably just read on the history of struggle, not just in this case, but really the struggles that worked. You know, movement that worked, the movement that didn't, and try to find what made it work and what didn't make it work. There is underlying commonality among many movements, and. You know, I want to offer something valuable, bring something valuable to the table. So another important news is、uh, Trump's renewed fight with China. That dude never. That dude is just terrible, especially in his handling of China.、It's, he's just going for the worst possible scenario by on purpose. You know, it was it was trade war. It was bad, you know. Verbal fight, you know, diplomatic move here and there, but now it's getting serious.、Um, topics surrounding Hong Kong, which is very complicated,、um, very hard to explain to people who do not live in Hong Kong or you know in East Asia. Very serious, very serious event, and I think most of the media and people in the West gets wrong. Through no fault of their own, just because they lack the context, they they never lived there, right? When I read reports on Asia from you know American newspaper or magazines, I always find some inaccuracy in the description by the journalist. Because guess what, journalists been there for one year, two year, they haven't they haven't had experience for twenty years. They they didn't see the change, massive change that has taken place. Over time, whereas America hasn't really changed, everything got worse, but nothing like got better drastically over the last twenty years. But in China, it has. You know, in Korea, it has. Japan, not as much, but it's still going upward. People say economy is stag, like stagnating. I'm like, but life there is. You know, compared to the nineties, that was better. So, yeah. The one, the one thing I believe many people are not realizing or don't really know because CNN is not reporting on it is restriction on Chinese students studying America, American universities. There is, I believe, three hundred some thousand visas every year granted to Chinese students, just Chinese students. And you know they usually pay full tuition. They don't get scholar. They barely get scholarships.、Uh, they don't get financial aid. They're international students. They live in this country. They learn this language, right? Most of them, I would say, are open-minded and want to learn. Granted, some people are here not because they chose to, but family decision or whatnot. They want to be here, and we're turning them away. That's terrible. And realistically, when you look at people who are doing research in university, people who are working in technology and medicine, many of them are Chinese, right? There's people that stay here after graduation, get a good job, Silicon Valley, you know, a good steady job somewhere. And then want to apply for citizenship or green card in the long run, they pay taxes to this country. They almost never、um, contribute to crime. You know, they never really. They always work. You know, most people don't come to America. I don't think immigrants come to America to freeload by default.、Um, that could be the rhetoric painted by certain media, but that's just not true. Because the price to pay to come to this country is really high, it's not low at all. The immigration history is fascinating in America, and it's so different for different groups of people. You know, when you came off a ferry boat with five dollars in your pocket in the nineteen 
nineteen hundred, late eighteen hundreds. It's very different than coming to this country now. You need to have a visa beforehand if you want to come in legally. Because you know, let's talking about undocumented or illegal entry, then that's something different, and that's something I'm gonna leave up to my uh, one of my really good friends, who's I think really an expert on it at this point. So many people who call themselves experts are actually idiots, and some people who are very humble or really knowledge knowledgeable about this event. My friend was one of those, and maybe one day we'll talk about that. But just talking about these legal, you know, naturalization, it it's it's important that keeps America going forward, right? We attract top minds in the world, and if right now we cut off our supply. By like thirty percent, I don't know the exact number. Nobody ever knows, but China, India, you know, these two countries contribute a lot to、um, immigrants and students in science. It's just a fact. Go to any university, look at the population, especially the top one. The higher the ranking, you know, the the more clustered. These、um, Asian international students. So not a good thing Trump is doing. He's doing it on purpose. That guy is terrible for the long long run.、Um, peace, I think, is very important. I don't believe China wants to go to war with anybody. War sucks for everyone. And yeah, when this country is five six percent Asian. Yeah, it would take it would literally tear millions of people. It would tear it would break their heart to go to war with, um, their home country. So we don't want to do that. And ironically, Canada, just by being who they are and not messing things up, they've done more to global, you know, global prosperity than America has. Isn't that sad? We're we're pulling out of World Health Organization because. You know, because someone is petty and just comes up with all these conspiracy theory, I can be a better president. I can't. I am a better. I am a better president. I'm better than many people. This is not me bragging. It's just I have principles, and you know, I know. I know what is wrong, and unlike many people, I don't care as much about. You know, being doing the wrong thing and then getting rewarded for that. The system is really skewed and messed up in that it rewards bad behavior very often, sometimes more often than bad behavior.、Uh, I mean, good behavior. I think this is what we call Gresham's law. You know, in a system, the bad drives out the good over a long run. Um. But yeah, maybe maybe Michael for President twenty forty. <laughs> Assume America is still like a country that is strong and you know potentially、um, big. I hope, but who knows? Nobody expected this pandemic to come along, and then boom, here it is. It's like it's like thirty five percent natural occurrence and sixty five percent human fallacy, or maybe eighty percent. Countries that act slowly, incompetent officials, you know, panicking of people because lack of trust in public institutions. At least in America, it's a mess. And even in Korea, where you know everybody appraises Korea, now they have like a little spike, and we don't know exactly. They they're not completely cured of it. So, it this will go down in history. And that's all I have to say. Um, the last piece of news I want to mention is the SpaceX launch with NASA, the Dragon crew. It's so symbolic because um, America has not been fascinated with space for a very long time. You know, the best way to really captivate or captivate the young young generation. With space or with you know technology is astronauts looking at a spaceship going going up when you're eight. It's 
that sticks in your memory forever. I guarantee it because this is anti-human. This is something almost of a miracle from the perspective of human civilization, right? We're physically confined to this earth. We're physically confined to our own biology, but we found a way to defy the, the physics. We're defying nature, essentially. Nature is not; it did not create the possibility naturally to escape Earth, and we did it. So that's very important. And doing this as a private company, you know, collaborating with NASA, yeah. SpaceX just made history. Elon Musk, I, some many things he said are either inappropriate or immature or irresponsible, and I give him crap for that. But I respect the guy. He, he is confident, sometimes overconfident, but he delivers. Unlike someone who's sitting in the White House right now, who's just a fucking narcissist and just terrible at what he does, um, never delivers, except tax cuts. But yeah, I think Elon Musk made so many things we thought was crazy, at least a possibility, right? Tesla, nobody thought it would be like today, right? The car, first cars, nobody knew what it'd be like, and now the cars are very good, very good experience. Riding a Model Three, you know, on par with really good Mercedes, BMW cars. Um, cars are all the same, but you know, more environment friendly and all that. SpaceX, you know, once again, the guy is a genius in recruiting people. Some of the smartest people in the world, you know, directly fighting with Google and Wall Street and you know these top hiring firms and paying them not as much as these other firms usually will. But then these guys just stay for the passion. They're staying for the passion. My friend told me that Tesla doesn't pay that well in terms of Silicon Valley average, and I'm like, yeah, because these guys, they are, they, they're working for something bigger than money. You know, when someone works at your group only for money, yeah, you have a problem, Houston. You have a problem. Something is wrong with your leadership. Something is wrong with your culture. This is not gonna end up well for you long term. And we're gonna see that for many companies ten years from now, maybe five years from now because of COVID. But ten years from now, for sure, some companies we think are indestructible right now, they'll be gone, or they'll be not as big as they, oh, as not as big as we think they will be. Remember Yahoo? Yahoo was one of the biggest company in the world twenty years ago. Where's Yahoo today? Nowhere. You know, AOL. AOL was like the '90s. AOL was so huge. AOL was like Google in the '90s. Where's AOL? I don't even know where it is. I don't even know if the company is still around. Like, who runs it? I don't know. All it took was twenty years. You know, ten years. Don't ever forget MySpace. Don't forget Snapchat. <laughs> Snapchat. Where is it? TikTok is just like. Killing it. So, yeah, there's a lot happening with Elon Musk, and I hope he gets to do more things. I hope you know his craziness will make the world a little better, give us a little more hope, optimism, maybe inspire a new generation of people wanting to do more for human civilization instead of just for you know self gain. Nothing wrong with that, but if everybody only fights for himself, then we don't move forward as a group. That's the thing with you know competition. In the end, we want to come together, right? We compete for a resource, but once that is done, we want to work together for something bigger and push forward. So there's more to divide. There's more cake to divide, and then we'll fight amongst ourselves again and just repeat the cycle. But at least every time. We divide. There's more cake to be divided, or at least on average, whether it's divided fairly or not. See, that's another big problem. 
human equality. Another perennial question we may never figure out. Okay, that's enough on the news. I'm going to reading. I don't know. Today I'm not feeling so. I'm inspired to talk about something I've read. I've read plenty over the last couple months, especially after school finished two weeks ago. I've been reading a lot more, but I'm gonna first take some time to synthesize what I've read. Perhaps I will write a little bit before talking about it. My mind is a mess. Um, all I can think of is things to recommend. You know, I don't want to recommend specific books, or I will maybe recommend one book, which is the Undoing Project by Michael Lewis. This is almost a biography slash intro book to behavioral economics. It's on Daniel Kahneman, Amos Tversky, who are famous psychologists who came up with this whole field basically. And their life is fascinating because they're Israelis, and the story of Israel is very captivating. A lot has happened, and deserves a lot of attention. A lot of what we go through as a whole right now, um, certain the Israelis have gone through for decades. They've done it for a long time. They've dealt with it. They've treated they treat extreme events as norm normal. You know, they internalized it. And pushed forward. We can learn from that for sure. And Michael Lewis is a great writer. He writes good books. You know, people know Moneyball. People know The Big Short, Liar's Poker. I mean, this is another book like that. You you will come away feeling like, wow, wow. I shouldn't I should have known this sooner. I mean, that's like one of the greatest joy of being a writer or a podcaster. You know, a show producer. You want people to consume your work and go, wow, I should have known this sooner. This is so important. I mean, there's better, no better thing, nothing better than that, right? If I was a chef and someone ate my dish and be like, wow, I should have ate sooner. Why didn't I eat this before? Why didn't I eat this Chinese dish, this Indian dish, this, you know, I don't know, this Mexican dish before? You'd be like, yeah, damn right, you should. Yeah, you missed out, man. But it's not too late, because you did it. Unlike many people who never try anything new. Ooh. I'm not trying to point fingers, but some people really don't like to try new things. And sometimes that's almost telling of human nature and of some of the conflicts that is, you know, essential to our existence. Some people just don't want to try new things. And I think this is about it. We're almost approaching an hour. I'll just end with like a quick meditative stance or a wrap up of my personal rant. I, I feel this has been a very long rant, this whole episode. So at the end of the day, you want to forgive. You want, you want the right justice to be served. But you also need to let go. You want to let go of many things. Right? I watched a documentary on Jeffrey Epstein. One of the worst, one of the most prolific pedophiles that I know of. The series is... It was gut-wrenching to see what... So there was, there were so many women, so many beautiful ladies, you know, who don't deserve to have this happen to them. It happened to them. It changed their life forever. When they're such a young age, you know, some of them are twelve years old when um, sexual assault, sexual abuse happened. Fourteen, eighteen, seventeen, you know, time when you're not. You're just a kid. I was. I don't know what I was doing when I was thirteen. I don't know what, what. I really can't imagine how I would face things as a guy. The society, you know, it's like more, more. 
beneficial towards male than female. So imagine being a female. If you are a guy, if you're a girl, you know the struggle, and I respect you a lot for that. But really, just you know, this will define you. This this will haunt you. You know, there's a powerful man who's rich, who who seems to get away from everything, at least for most of your life. And just when you think he's gonna be brought to justice, he's dead. What do you do? Has justice been served? No. But at some point, you gotta forgive. You can't. You do not have to forgive this guy. That's my opinion. If I was one of the victims, I would never forgive this guy. But I'll forgive myself. I'll forgive the me that feels weak, that feels guilty, that feels terrible, upset, pitiful, patronizing. You know, I'll forgive myself that. Has gone through these stages over life. So I'm not a saint, you know. I I'm a human. In fact, I have a lot of problems that I know I need to fix, and it takes a long time to do that. But one thing everyone can do, especially when they're young. This is something I've read, you know, across the spectrum from advice from all kinds of people that I admire and respect. They all say, "I wish I could forgive myself, to my younger self. I need. I wish I could be less hard on myself. I, I wish I could realize that the road is still ahead of me, and you cannot let something define you for the rest of your life." People are terrible at times because、um, we label others and we label ourselves, and the label travels. It sticks. The label. I mean, you know, there are memories you wish you never have. Everybody has those memories. You know, some are traumatizing and some are embarrassing. You know, so someone like just oh my gosh, it was so cliched and cheesy, but we gotta, we gotta reconcile, we gotta heal. This is another cliched phrase, but we gotta heal and come together. Our past and present, it has to be coherent and complete. Otherwise, we just won't be able to move on. Really move on, and this is me speaking, you know, for struggling over the years,、um, as a as a student who left his home, who left everything behind, in pursuit of, I would say, a better education, really a better future in a foreign country, in, in a country he did not know, you know, I was alienated for many years before I really. Had my roots. I really settled down and felt comfortable. People don't seem to know that part of me because you know, not many people knew me early on. But it took a while, and I understand the struggle to fit in, to to be hard, too hard on yourself, and to beat yourself over it, to lose sleep over it, to you know, um. Talk bad about yourself to not have confidence. I've gone through that. People might not realize that I'm still not confident. Many times, it's just part of who I am. It's part of who we are as people, and just have to start letting go one step at a time. You know, if drinking sparkling water helps, then do that. If boba helps, do that. If cookies help, that eat those, you know. I don't think sex helps. That's but that's just my opinion. <laughs> but yeah, learn to start let go. Learn to forgive yourself. Learn to accept. Learn to move on. Learn, learn to be hopeful about tomorrow, because hope is all we have in the end. Life itself might not have meaning, 
in a physics point of view, but we give it a meaning. Or or some superior being. But yeah. Well, thanks for sticking by for the last hour. It's a long episode. I still have to get used to all the silence and you know, maybe awkward pauses on your end. But I promise I will do a better job over time and it will be more entertaining and hopefully more thoughtful and authentic. Or I want to keep it that way as we go down. Um, if you made it this far, I know you care. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, please leave positive reviews on the app or the platform you got this podcast from. I think you can rate on Apple, Stitcher, um, Google, maybe Spotify. You know, you can rate on these platforms or and share the word if you want. Or please share the word. You know, tell your best friends tell friends you think would like the show as well you know like the pages i've made um i've made a facebook page i've made an instagram account i also will attach a link to my website um please go give them a look um i'm still a work in progress this is a pretty new project that i um i just conceived and i just made it in you know two three days so a lot is incomplete, but I will complete them over time and make sure to stick around. I have a couple more episodes ready at disposal and I'll release them on schedule. So yeah, uh, hope to see you again and take care for now. Bye.